Blue Lights are Mitch. Morning, everybody. Uh, sorry, this has taken a week longer than it should have, but on this episode, I did a bit of a cross episode with uh, my mate David Haddon, also known as The Hat, and his podcast is The Chat and the Hat. And uh, we decided to do a dual release because we sort of introduce each other on each, each other's platform. Dave does a V8 supercar and racing podcast here in Australia. Uh, he really, really loves motorsport, really gives good insight, has good opinions on his show, and shares, and like this one, shares some stories. So I hope you'll enjoy this one. Uh, we have a good chat, and as I said, we go over each other's stories. He gives some insight into his passion and some awesome things happening in and around the V8 and Australian motorsport racing community. So sit back, relax, enjoy, because this is a great conversation. Cheers. G'day, everyone. Welcome to a, an interesting sort of spontaneous episode of Life's Minutes and Chat with a Hat. So this week, it's not just a, a hearing a, a gentleman's story. It's I'm going to be appearing on his uh, podcast as well. It's a bit of a cross-collaboration thing. So my next, well, I'm not going to say my next guest because I'm a guest on his too. We're mates. We go back a few years. We love the great game of rugby league. And um, we're just going to shoot the shit. We're going to interview each other, share some stories, and talk about the inception of his podcast and just basically just see what happens it's uh it's going to be fun so my name is mitch kelly i host the podcast the life's mitch it's simply about storytelling and um as you all uh, my listeners are aware that i just interview people off the cuff share some spontaneous stories and have lots of laughs um, i've interviewed some people some emmy award-winning sound producers i've interviewed some comedians uh, a lot of people in the australian media musicians and even the, the australian voice of siri to name a few guests and my next guest is a friend of mine, and I'm a guest on his. So, without further ado, sir, please tell us about your pod, like for the my listeners, and and then we can shoot the shit. What do you reckon? Yeah, g'day, Mitch. Yeah, good to see you again. Uh, welcome back from off season. We've had a bit of an off season together. Uh, my name's Dave, and I started a podcast with uh, my mate Rowan, um, a little millennial mate, called Chat with the Hat, and mine's basically more to do with motorsport that is a genre that i'm covering and from all different angles so it's not just drivers it's not just it's everybody it's drivers it's um the flaggies it's the medical people it's the toeys it's the junior drivers coming through trying to start a career um fans it's it's everybody generally around the administration the operation and the performance in of motorsport so, yeah, it's called Chat with the Hat. I go to a lot of car racing, um, not just supercars, also the Speed Series, which is the second parallel series we have out there. Uh, we've got two rounds coming up. Like, I'll be at the Sandown Circuit this weekend and then off to Bathurst for the 12-hour and then the 500 after that. So three weekends in a row. We're back into it. Season has kicked off, season 24. There you go. And I was lucky enough to catch a race with you down at the end of last year at Sandown. I uh, had a good weekend. Uh, the first, the first time I've been to the V8s in quite a long time, actually. Before that, the last race meet I went to was Eastern Creek and Kmart Racing was still a thing. Greg Murphy in his prime. It's exciting. My favourite driver, dude. I've got up the top there. I don't know the pe- For the people at home, this is bad audio. But <laughs> there's my Kmart Racing hat up the top there, signed by Greg Murphy himself. Uh, he's my He was my, my favourite driver as a young bloke. The Kiwi legend himself. So... Yeah, so for, for this episode, we'll just share some stories. Like, so you just told us how you got started and the inspiration behind it. But, and 
I just like to shoot the shit. Like, this is great. But one consistent thing I do with every episode, no matter what I do, is a section called Having a Bitchy with Mitchy. Yes, I'm familiar with Having a Bitchy with Mitchy. And uh, we've had many sober bitchy, many drunk bitchy. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, hang on. We've got to put a caveat. We can't tell our own stories out of school, can we? Because we've had some pretty loose nights. Uh, no, we'll just keep it. <laughs> we, we won't throw each other under the bus. <laughs> yeah, some that are worthy of sharing. So in yeah. in uh, traditional Life's a Mitch uh, fashion, the guest or the non-host has a ch- choice of going first. All right, Ken, it's up to you. Dave, would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchy? I'd love to have a bitchy with Mitchy, mate. Do you want to go first? <sighs> um, no, no, no. I'll let you go first on this because I've just got to work out how much of a bitchy I can have. Uh, sky's the limit. A lot of people whinge about like um, people cutting them off driving or selfish things at the supermarket or whatever, just a lighthearted thing. And the idea is I usually use it as an ice-breaking tool to sort of have a giggle and sit on my nerves because sometimes when I go up against or not, when I interview some like celebrities or whatever, it can be a little bit daunting. So it brings me down to earth a little bit and them as well, so that's why I do it. But I guess my bitch this week is... um. I'm going to say my little chipolate finger hands, they're fucking tiny, these things. And <laughs> I just come to the end of a, of a phone contract and I had to order a new one. So I was like, okay, I'll upgrade to the one of the latest versions of the iPhone. Anyways, long story short, they don't come for little chipolate fingers, so I'm constantly having to tip it sideways and text with two hands. The last one I had was a mini, so it fit my little fingers quite well. <laughs> but And that's an absolute first of all problem, but... What's your fault yeah. for being a dwarf? Yeah, well, thanks for my good genes, mum and dad. It's <laughs> a, you know, one and another bitch is too is like my brother's older than me. He's got a full head of hair. He's taller. And I'm, I look like a I look like a human table. That's it. Five foot, <laughs> five foot eight, and fat as fuck. And I'm dead set. Look like the the camp quality kid. Have a go at me. Yeah, but you're still going to the gym. Yeah, still going. I think I've actually lost a few kilos this last few weeks because it's been hot as shit. Like, I started this new gig at work, which I, I've i never mentioned where I work, so I work in the mining industry. That's as far as I'll go. And my new position is I am doing inspections of dam walls and geology parts of the pit. Anyways, long story short, walked about 30-something Ks last, last working week, just happened to in this new role. It's good. Been off the booze a bit, so I'm trying to uh, lean down. I'll slim down. And I feel good. Like it's been good, but you know, when you walk in that many caves with little penguin feet, it's kind of hard. So that's my bitch. Better, mate. That's Keep my bitch. Walking. That's my bitch. What about yourself? What's yours? Oh, um, double booking. Like as uh, I've just thought of one. Yeah. So me double booking myself or businesses and gigs and cars and everything else all landing in the same time. So I had tickets for concerts next week, which I can't go to because I'm away car racing, double booking again, and you can't do everything, but you know, I try. So FOMO is, is my, uh, my little bitchy. That's, that's the, uh, quiet one. That'll be the, the simple one. I don't stress too much about people cutting me off in traffic. Um, oh, actually here's a good bitchy. Lay it uh, on this, me, brother. Huh? Lay it on me. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's not that bad. It's just, I went for, um, uh, my mate Adrian and I went for a, uh, drive day down at Sandan Racetrack on Saturday morning. So we did got in the in the race cars with um 
fast track and we went for a squirt, did 10 laps around each uh, driving, not passenger. But it got a bit peak hour up there. And honestly, guys, this is my bitch. If you are paying your money to go to a racetrack to have a racing experience in a race car where you are driving, you know you're allowed to go faster than 100 k's an hour, right? Like these are a race car. Like we're doing 200 k's an hour blasting around the circuit and we're catching up to guys that are trundling around doing 90, 80 k's an hour. We get stuck behind them. There goes half your lap because you're stuck behind them until you can get around them because you're not allowed to overtake. That's my bitch. I'm here to go flat out and hit ripple strips and uh, pretend weekend warrior style I am playing race car. But yeah, got held up by like go-karts. So that oh, was my, that's my bitch. I'll leave that. That's the plates on, did they? <laughs> on private well, property? Well, <laughs> sounds like the main man, I don't understand why you spend all that much money. Because we did the same in Bathurst last year, at the end of the year. We drove Bathurst. We had the track to ourselves. It was amazing. Mm. Drove a Mustang around there. We only had four laps then. I won a competition. Thank you very much to Mud Tamer. Shameless plug. Um, Mud Tamer Australia for you. You soulless, soulless bastard. <laughs> yes, I am a soulless bastard. That's um, right. That's a commercial world, mate. Commercial realities, we understand it. Oh, congratulations to, uh, on your sponsor too. I hear you've got one. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to edit that part out. Didn't it fell through? So I oh, did it. Chop it. Mm. Oh, Got to well. go. Yeah, they um. Yeah, long story short, they said, "Oh, we'll send you the contract," and they've checked out the statistics I've sent them and wrote back saying, "Oh, you don't get enough listeners." I'm like, I sent all this over to you guys. So uh we'll just keep it ready for the next one, mate, because that's your that's yeah. your bio. You just change the numbers, so it's all good. That's all right. You'll get oh, plenty, oh, mate. Your potty goes off. I like yours. So stop. But yeah, so I feel good after a bitch, and that wasn't to be. I was about to say I'm yet to do my first ad, so you know who knows? Maybe someone will come after this. Maybe I'll have to uh, start to climb the corporate ladder, so to speak. So basically, the idea with this was we're going to discuss what each podcast is about, how it's how it came to be, and some cool stories associated with it because that's whatever I want to say. Some relatable yeah. stories that yep. um, are a bit of fun. So I guess the first question I would ask would be, how did the chat with the hat sort of come to be? Like, what's the story behind the man in the hat? How did that all begin? The It wasn't my idea. It, it truly wasn't. It was other people, colleagues, friends, peers of mine who – um. Uh, I go to a lot of car races. I'll, I'll spend uh, – out of there's probably two rounds a year that I don't go to out of 20, 25 rounds of potential car racing out there. And I spent a lot of time at the track talking to drivers, talking to other fans, talking to other teams, other categories. And I put it all up on Facebook. So I was on the Facebook page, um, which is uh, now the uh, everyone's motorsport page. We've just transitioned um, to opening up the Facebook group into a, a general motorsport. So you can discuss other teams, other part from, we'll get to Erebus later, but I used to be like an Erebus fan supporter page and now it's everyone's motorsport army. And so we've opened it up to include everybody's love of whatever team, whatever driver, whatever category. So I did a lot of that. And then friends of mine were saying, you guys should do a podcast because you, you know a lot of stuff that we don't, here because the journalists the, the sports journalists have their own access and reputations to protect so they hear all these things but they don't say them 
And I'm not a journalist by any stretch, but I can say what I've heard, what I've heard, or what I think I know with impunity, relatively as long as I don't slander people. So they said, "Why don't you do a podcast? You guys should do a potty." And I went, "Right, oh, really? Yeah." And then it was a friend of mine. It was actually Jason Sweeney from Newcastle. He um, was just pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. He was the number one driving force. And he um, is also our first sponsor and only sponsor he, uh, with um, gamelife.com.au. Another shameless plug. But he sent us down all the microphones and all the Pretty like all this kit just to get me started, like your pod podcast basic starters kit, and was just urging me to do it. So discussed it with my mate Rowan, who is very well informed on supercars and F1 and NASCAR and stuff as well. And we said, yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. So last year, we've been going for 30 eps or so. And I thought it's a great platform for me to do what I want to do, which is get the stories like you, the storytelling side of things, not just the reporting on what happens in pit lane, because there's an entire industry for that. They're called journalists. I don't need to be that guy. But I can tell the stories about the people that you won't hear about because the journos don't want to talk to those people because they don't rate. They don't make good headline. They don't make copy. But they are the essential people who, without, there is no car racing. So we're talking your flag marshals. We're talking your fireies, your medical, your, your motorsport Australia, your race control, all these people behind the scenes that are that army of people that turn up to make the day available for the glory of the drivers to be in their shiny fast cars and win races without any of those that don't happen. So I have a lot of those stories and I'm always having more. And like you, it's a conversation about them, their experience, their history, how they got started. They love motorsport racing, but they're not a car racing driver. They're never going to be, or maybe they have been in the past, but they can't race cars because it's too expensive. So they volunteer their time at their own cost and money to um, make it available for everybody else. And that's the camaraderie and the family that they are part of. And that story doesn't get told. So I've got those two sides of the mod chat with the hat potty with Rowan. We do um, round wrap ups. We talk about the, the moments of the day and we get the finger of the pulse from the fans. We talk about what the topics that are being discussed are not necessarily just the story of who won what race and who did this and who did that. You, everybody knows that. You just watch her on TV. You know what happened. But we talk about the blowout, the fan reaction, and we talk to uh, each other and and people in the industry who make the industry. So that's Chat with the Hat. And the hat is obviously the hat. I, it's, I get... Uh, Meet, I, I get known at the circuits. I'm familiar because I'm there often and I see the same faces. And so I've met a whole bunch of new friends at the racetrack who also go to other circuits and I see the same faces and we, we had the same conversations. And um, now people are coming up and saying, you know, I, I love all your stuff that you post on Facebook. Um, I do a lot of the stuff you will not see on the broadcast. You will never see what's happening out the back in support categories. Supercars don't have spend the money to spend to send their um, TV cameras down for the airtime to go and then talk about all these young and up and coming drivers, the the new kids. So I'll hang out the back with the Super Twos and the Super Threes and the Super Utes and the Formula Fees 
and excels and all these other junior grassroots categories and talk to those guys who are most of them are just like you and I, they have a job and this is their weekend hobby. They can afford it because it's cheap enough to go that way. And as the more you spend, the higher up you go and the more it costs. So yeah, I, I put all that out on the Facebook and show the fan experience for all the things that are at a circuit that you will not see on television. And that's what, that's, that's it. It's as simple as that. It's chat with a hat. That's cool. I, I've, um, for your listeners as well, like, as you said, I do stories. Uh, sorry, this microphone's being a little touchy. Um, but I've also uh, done some similar, something sort of similar. So a lot of my listener base are friends of the TV show Scrubs. Uh, there's a Scrubs podcast called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Two of the former actors of the show host the podcast. Anyways, I was a guest on that, made them laugh. I went sort of viral in a video because I appeared on a game show in a Scrubs-themed onesie. I'm going to cut the a long worst story onesie short. I've ever seen. Oh, turn it up, did sit. And, uh, <laughs> and um, to cut a long story short, a lot of the listeners from that show come to mind. I even topped the charts on Apple and Spotify and topped 20 in the, in the US and UK as well. Yeah, congratulations and, on that. I saw that. Thank you. That's pretty cool. It was, yeah, it was great. And um, I was sort of humbled by it. And a lot of the people that I have interviewed from the Scrubs realm and even in the entertainment realm are those that are behind the camera. So I've interviewed like Emmy award-winning producers that have worked on shows like The Office, uh, Scrubs, Ted Lasso, Shrinking, um, uh, and like set designers, uh, costume workers, um, even the head of safety from Disney and like, just stories that you would never ordinarily hear, as well as co covering other topics like, oh gosh, as in the voice of Siri, uh, those involved in child smuggling, uh, arranged marriages. It's it's a broad range of topics. And yeah, the common consensus is we have a bitchy and then it's just like this, laid back conversations about com uh, stories that you never ordinarily hear. And so- And that's the gold. That's, yeah. the, that's literally the gold because it's- we we consume the final product. So as a race fan, from my perspective, if you if you can't make it to a track, you turn on the TV and you watch the final product that's been prepared by Supercars Media and the producers, and you see the the interviews and the panel and the pit lane chats and the car racing itself and and all that. But you don't see anything past the garage, all those stories of how those people got to where they are in the first place and the ones that are there, we never get to hear. So when you're talking to uh, the behind the scenes and putting together the final product, no one knows exactly what they do. They just assume that they have an idea that they know what they do, but they really have no idea until those stories come out. And then you find these little kernels and just go, wow, never thought that was going to go that way. Well, that's the idea of it. Like you, you want to be part of the culture, which you are. Um, as a, as the weekend, I was down there with you. Everyone's coming up there. Oh, can I have a photo? Or what, who are you talking to this week? And you introduced me to some young, some of the young uh, V8 Super Ute drivers and the uh, Super Twos. Um, a couple of young guys that, and you got us back access to the pits, which was awesome. And yeah, it was really enjoyable. And all the people that I met were sort of fans of the Erebus team. Yes. And it was, it was fun. Like I, there was a, a guy that doesn't ordinarily go to the V8s, even though I live, what, 45 minutes from Bathurst. 
Um, and I'm happy to report out of one of those weekends, I'll be making an appearance because I'm off for the 12 hour enduro, I believe. So, oh, cool. Well, I'm camping up there, mate. Come and stay with me. Yeah, I will. I'll, um, uh, shout out. I've got to give shout outs to Smokey. Um, he's coming up to say hello as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we all know that if we don't give him a shout out, he'll certainly say something in the negative categories. So, shout out to Smokey. <laughs> There'll be tears. Yeah. You're all right, Chris. Well, there's your there's your shout out. Yeah, we'll see you at the mountain. Actually, I ran into him yesterday. We went to the um uh the Penwright Racing Open Day, where they did the livery relaunch, livery launch for the new cars for the season, and they had a, a Penwright manufacturing plant down around the corner here. Um, they had their their annual Open Day, and there was thousands and thousands of people there. Yeah, and Smokey was there with his young bloke, and uh, it's good to catch up. So we'll catch up with him again if you're coming down around the corner. I'll be there for sure. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. And I met his wife and his son at the at the weekend. So shout outs to them. Uh, also, um, talking about Erebus, um, we all know that they took out the championship last year. Great year for them last year. Extraordinarily and, successful. And there's a bit of controversy going on with the within the team at the moment. Oh yeah. It's you allowed to uh, uh, highlight a little bit on that as to what you know or oh yeah. I, what's going oh, what so what's going on with Erebus? <laughs> yeah, look, let's let's just make this very clear before I get into here with a little um uh disclaimer or a uh I don't work for Erebus, never have worked for Erebus. Um I am a fan of Erebus. So that's the team that I supported. And it's been a pretty successful um period of time for the team that was pretty much privateer team at the start going up against the well-established teams with bigger budgets, bigger personnel, bigger engineering departments and all of that, like the triple eight and DJR and Tickford and Walkinshaw. And then, it, then there was Erebus like starting up 10 years ago to come through and have a go and um, punch above their weight, which they have done successfully culminating into last year where Brody Kostecki won the driver's championship. And uh, Will and Brody, Will Brown and Brody Kostecki were teammates. They won the team's championship. So we took out the two uh, championships that are up for offer. Driver's championship, team's championship. Well done. Congratulations. It was a very successful year. Um, at the moment, at the start of this year, it's not going so well for them. There's been some turmoil in the team. Uh, Will Brown has left the team and gone to join triple eight Red Bull and Red Bull Lampole. So he's left and Jack LeBrock's come in to fill his slot for this year. And Brady Kostecki, we were all expecting to start the season and contest his, defend his championship. Um, Yeah. He's in a disagreement with the team at the moment and will not take the, the seat at Bathurst and most likely will not drive for the team again given all the reports that I know and all the little contacts and all the little people that I talk to out the back who feed into me information left, right, and center. And I put it all together and I get like a jigsaw puzzle. And I think I've got about two thirds of it at the moment because there's not much left to come out. Because, But unfortunately for the general sport at this time, there's been no information that's come out. So there's been a lot of speculation and there's been, been a lot of, incorrect speculation and there's a lot of fans out there who are confused angry disappointed um frustrated and they're all 
putting together a narrative that makes sense to them based on what they know. And there's a lot of information out there that people don't know. So what they do know leaves a lot of gaps and there's a lot of bits being put in there. So, so things like um, after the uh, final round last year, it's been reported already out there. Then the celebrations on the Sunday night that there was some damage done to the suite after the race. Uh, when they were um, celebrating Brody's win at the end of the weekend, and there was a bit of toing and froing as to who pays for the bill. Now, a lot of people put a lot of weight on that, but there's a lot of information about how that damage happened that hasn't been released yet. And um, all I can say is that there was, uh, as I've been as I've been told by people who do know, um, there were three people that got into a physical altercation that night. And I'm not prepared to say exactly who, because I've got to be very careful out here, because unless I come out and start naming names, but they're pretty much integral to the conversation. Um, so you... quite a, another podcast we listen to. Shout out to the guys that do the This Week in League podcast. Um, that's how you and I originally met. To quote one of them, it's a friend of a friend, so you know it's legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a friend of a friend. Um, no, this actually, this actually came, this source actually came from somebody who's actually in the lane. So, um, yeah, so the, the, there was, there was, there was the, the problem that's happening at the moment, as far as I understand it, is there's a disagreement going on. There's some bad blood that's been festering and it came to a head and then, uh, statements were made and then everybody cooled out and went away on Christmas break. Brady's come back and said, I'm not driving for you. And then there was, and now I can say this, because this was reported today by our former legends. Thank God, former legends back on the air. He's got another podcast. Woo-hoo. Um, uh, AVL uh, reported that there was an ultimatum given to the team. Um, you know, you pick uh, Barry or me from Brody, Barry Ryan being the team principal. Choose. So Barry's no longer team principal on a race day role. Um, they promoted someone into that role. Barry still owns, he's still CEO and he's still running Erebus. And, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a conflict there that doesn't look like it's getting resolved between Brody and Barry. And um, I don't expect to see Brody in the car for the rest of this year. And, du- and during all of this lack of information, lack of statements that are being issued from official sources like the team and supercars as a organization and Brody or his management. Now I understand hundred percent that Brody is under contract still. So there's NDAs that all sports like sign the drivers sign NDAs. And they're not allowed to come out and just say stuff without team and verifying or approving what their statement is. In this instance, nothing's going to get, put out if he wants to say his own piece. Um, so we've had a couple of sponsors disappear as well because they're tied to the team's success. So they've gone from the highest of highs and within a, a matter of three months, the lowest of lows. You know so, what it reminds me of? Being a Sharks fan? No, I was going to say 2011. <laughs> 2011 when the, uh, when the Storm had premierships stripped from them, going from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Well, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a good time, but 
No, that's right. You know, so yeah, like how, we won in twenty twelve. We came straight back in twenty twelve and went high. We're here. <laughs> how's it, how's that? Low hanging fruit or bagging me out because I'm a Sharks fan. Fair dinkum. Well, you bet you well, you were gonna lead in with Storm getting their points stripped. I did, and I don't know, and I did too. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you heard, but I don't know if this will come out before or after um, this episode. But I've got a storm great coming on. Did you did you read yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Brett White. Mm. Yeah, he's a good bloke. So, he's for anyone who's chat. a who's a league fan, yeah, Brett White uh, was in was part of the premiership, multiple premiership winning yep. teams. Absolutely, he played for the Raiders as well. I don't think he had much success there. He might have played finals footy. He played eight origins for the Blues. He played five games for country. So before uh, the uh, All-Stars game, the New South Wales used to have a rep game before origin, and they'd use that as a bit of a testing ground for the, how the Blues selected their squad. It was city versus mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Brett White played five games for country. Um, he also played for two countries. No, no, here's, a, here's a trivia question for you. So he represented the Kangaroos at international level. Do you know the other team he played for at an international level? Made three appearances. I don't think it was England. It wasn't England. They're a, they're it wasn't New one, Zealand. They're not one of the big three countries that are known to be the best in rugby league. Give you a hint. Think of the colour green. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, made three I appearances. Thought it, I thought it was going to be – that was my next guess. I'm pretty sure I remember him in a green jersey, but I thought it might have been Canberra jersey I was remembering. But he, no. um, he was playing for Canberra at the time. But, yeah, so – and then fast forward to – he, he retires in 2014. He's assistant coached the Raiders. He's now, now at the Titans. He's assistant coached Australia when they the Pacific Championships last year. And Madge McGuire has asked him to join the Blues coaching staff this year at Origin level. I mean, yeah, cool. Well, very, um, I haven't I haven't spoken to him yet. I'm very excited. No, it sounds like we're doing the podcast for him. So, fuck yeah. <laughs> he um, no, he seems like a, a nice guy. Um, so he's confirmed he's keen, just got to find a time. Yeah, that sweet. Suits no, that'll be a good chat because he's a powerhouse. When he was in playing for us back in his heyday, he was solid as he was just absolutely like a brick wall. And um, I think he, he said nothing's off limits. So if I'm allowed to, I'm going to put it to him and said, What was the vibe of the club like when you had the premiership stripped? And I want to know what it was like to have Steve Price's forehead in your, in your fist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was it what was it? Why do you was it Robbie Kearns at in the World Cup or uh, in that game when he ran into the shoulder, and got knocked out like clean, knocked the daylights out of him and fell back? Was that was that Robbie Kearns or was it Brett White? Ran into the shoulder, one of the Samoans. He just stood there, just ricocheted off him and just went nine eyes. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I could ask him, but yeah, anyways, I, I'm looking forward to it and. That's just one of the guests that I've had on. Like it's been a, a a wide range of people so far, and it's been fun. And I guess it sort of started during COVID. Uh, I've worked in the mining industry a long time, and I'm doing shift work, and I couldn't leave my LGA. Or you know, you could attest to this. You're in Melbourne. You you guys had it the worst. Down Mate, there, we but... win the lockdown award for the world. Oh shit, yeah, and um. I couldn't go and see anyone else. So, you know, we're in a time of connecting through a computer screen. I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have a crack at this whole podcast thing because everyone else is. So this is how you kicked off, was it? Just during the COVID time, sitting in the home and just going, well, all we can do is talk. So yeah, talking to a friend, speaking to a friend, his name's Hino. He's a, he's a Kiwi guy. He, um, he said, you should do it brother, you know, and we'll do an episode and 
yeah, he come on in like episode three or four, and ever since it's just been fun. Like, just I've, I've always enjoyed people, and sometimes I can share the occasional funny story, or people feel sorry for me. Either way, I get a few laughs. It's good, <laughs> and you you just roll with it. But yeah, it, it's been fun, and I'm hoping to do more this year because last year was was pretty quiet. I lost some friends and my nan at the end of the year, and it's just um just wasn't in the mindset um so back this year fresh as a daisy and we'll see how we go yeah good well that's the same for me too i've got a whole bunch of new plans for this um brand new like i've 12 months into it i have no idea what i'm doing i'm just making it up as i go along basically i've only got i've got a couple i've got an instagram account and a facebook account and i've got a brand and i had and i'm on a facebook page and I'm trying to work out how to do a podcast. That was the first thing. I didn't even know how to record one or how to edit one. And I'm still pretty average at it, but. Um, it makes two of us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you get what you get. Um, I've got no production value whatsoever. I just learned how to use. What do you use? I use Audacity. Yeah, same. I think, remember, you, you rang me. He's like, dude, oh, I, I want to start this show. What do I use? I'm like, well, I could pass on my very limited knowledge of Audacity. Um, just taught myself how to make things louder and amplify the sound. So, yeah, change the tone. Um, learn how to clip and cut. Uh, learn how to compress as well. Just try to take the troughs and the peaks out and um, uh, fade. But apart from that, that's basically all I need ever do to my um my, my soundtracks. I just so, I backspace all the quiet sound. Look, all the back, all the empty air. I'll go. I'll go through and do that manually. I don't know how to do it, like how to compress it. So I need to teach myself. But so basically, for every minute spoken is a minute edited. I'd listen to the whole thing. Yeah, me too. Unless, unless I know it's a good app, and then I'll just go out and take out all the quiet, like the 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 dead the dead air or whatever they call it. Yeah, and just try to make it as best sounding as I can. Do you find that you're down to like almost like you're sort of working in like a third of a second? Like you're going yeah. through, and then you like you're zooming in on the waveform, and then you're trimming this bit, and you're doing that, or you take a stutter out or something. So it's like you bat bat bat, and then take the bat bat, and just leave the like like do you polish it to that degree? So yeah, you're sort yeah, of I working will. in third of a second blocks and stuff at times. It, 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 I will scroll through the whole thing. I'll have my my mouse on the cursor go scrolling right, and I'll do the whole thing. If I hear like a like a bump or a something in the background, you do your best to clean it up. But sometimes you can't because you're no. speaking at the same time. But I've tried to take out all the shit as best I can. Um, yeah. Right now, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's raining outside pretty heavily. No, can't hear a single thing. Well, that's good, but it's um, yeah. It's but if paint. like I learned that if you get the if you get some constant background noise, whether it's like a fan or something like that, you leave like seven or eight seconds at the front just of background noise or, or whatever is there, you block that and then you go like remove and then it will find it. Like you highlight the whole soundtrack and then like you, you get a sample of the noise you want to remove and then you highlight the segment that you want it and it'll look for it and take it out. The apprentice becomes the master. I might have to yeah, so if you had that. rain, if you had constant rain out the back, that's going to, and and you're recording it, your mic's picking it up. So whether your mic's pick, your, your mic won't even pick it up because you mm. got like a cool, What's that blue yeti or something there? Yeah, it's it's um it's come in handy this thing, eh? Like it's built for podcasting and it is sort of, and it's and it's directional as well, so it won't pick anything up behind it. All I've got the, the setting where it's just me 
yeah. to the mic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, come, come, you got to have the right tool for the job. So uh, just for the listeners on my stream who may be interested in hearing your work and hearing your chats with some of the people in the racing industry, where can people find you? Uh, it's chat with the hat uh, on Facebook. Now there's another page out there that is also like uh, something with the hat or chat chat or something. hat chat. I think it's called hat chat. That's not me. It will default to that because he's been around a lot longer, but chat with the hat, all one word. If you search for that and it comes up with the hat chat, go back up and look underneath and says, do you really want to search for chat with the hat? Yes. Bang. That's me. I'm on Spotify, Google podcast, which is about to get dumped. Google's about to disappear. Google pod. Um, yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah. I got an email the other day. They're moving to a different platform. Um, so yeah, Spotify is the easiest chat with a hat. Um, you'll see the logo. It's bright orange with a hat and a microphone, cowboy hat and a microphone. That's it. Um, Apple podcasts and a bunch of other little, uh, smaller platforms as well. Cause I used anchor as the distributor and they just dump it out to about nine or 10 different platforms. I also have a YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, Facebook page, Instagram, I'm going to, like I said, I've got a lot of plans this year. Last year was just learning. This year I'm expanding. I've got some uh, very, very cool ideas um, to take it up another level and just see how that goes for me, basically. More content. More content, uh, more interviews, and also more of a, uh, you can follow, like there'll be more little mini videos like little stories and bits and pieces of rather than me just dumping that into the facebook group that's going to be on my facebook page so and stories and stuff like i really don't know what i'm doing properly with social media because you know i didn't pay that much attention i just had a i just had a had a conversation with a mate we put it out there and didn't think anybody would listen to it but apparently people are listening so it's a passion project that's getting some traction you got a sponsor so you're going well same for me it's it's a passion project yeah, and, we're getting um, numbers and stuff, and numbers are okay, and I don't pay attention too much to the numbers, but when I bothered mm-hmm. to go in and check the analytics, yeah. Like, it's nice to you, but I do it because I want to, and you blokes do it because you just want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, you and you're doing people a service. I quite often say if people don't like it, you can have a refund because it costs you fuck all. Yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah. And again, like, the whole point of it is it's just like you talking with your guests you're trying to extract a story. The The premise of ours wasn't so much we need to get a story. It was like just two fans who follow car racing and we just talk about what we reckon. It's just our opinion. It's not right or wrong. If you disagree yeah. with us, come at us. That's fine. If you agree with us, come at us. Like, that's great. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's same as me. Like, if people are not liking the content, that's cool. No one's forcing you to listen to it, you know? The only feedback we've had that was been negative was we talked for too long because we didn't learn how to um, be brief. We try to cover too many things and we try to talk about those too many things too long. So I'm trying to pr- trying to trim it all back to about 40 minutes tops. We found that people said like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes they weren't interested in, which is funny coming from where you and I came from, where the potties that we listen to every week – we're anywhere up to three, three and a half hours. Yeah, and some. I just, uh, 
I listen to sort of three main areas of podcast, sports podcasts, pop culture podcasts, which they'll do one every couple of weeks, goes for three or four hours at a time. And well, actually, no, more sports podcasts because I'm obsessed. And audio books lately. And like up to me, I reckon the longer the better because you can keep you entertained for longer, especially if you like I live in Orange and go, I still call Newcastle home because it always will be. And I go back there a lot to see my family. And it's great. I get five hours to listen to whatever I want. And then five hours on the way back. It's great. Yeah, exactly. So the longer exactly. the better, I reckon. But apparently the um, the motorsport racing podcast consumer, and this is across all the journos as well, like all the, the main platforms that have their podcasts, um, they get high numbers on like literally 15, 20-minute pods where it's just – Basically headlining, headline, 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 a little bit of chat, headline, 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 and then they stop and then they go away. Um Do they call that the clickbait podcast? Yeah, you could. Just you like could. That. But but it's um but they they also do bite size, but they do multiples. Like the one organization might have two, maybe three podcasts a week. And over that week, so we initially looked at doing one a month, right? Because just you know, keep one around, one per around. And currently that's close enough to one a month, one every three weeks. And we realized that the news cycle turns so fast that by the time you get there to do what you want to talk about, we were at an hour and a half because all these potties along the way that are doing 30, 40 minute podcasts each for four weeks, that's uh, three hours worth of content, three and a half hours worth of content that they've already put out. And we're trying to do it in 30 minutes once a month. like, And you already passed by with everything if we wanted to talk about it. So, yeah, we tried to do a weekly. We tried to do a weekly one, but I don't know if we're doing a full weekly one with Rowan and I this year. Um, so I'm going to fill those gaps like you do. I'm going to do the other side, which is what I was talking about with the interviews. Um and, and I've got some journos I'm going to talk to. I've got other race teams and other race team owners in different categories. I've got a whole bunch of things that I I had kind of lined up last year but didn't pursue. So when we do our racing preview slash review body, the intervening weeks where there's nothing on, that's where I'm going to be doing like your style, which is the the conversational conversational. Just like two, I, I, a few people have said it's just like like listening to two people have a drink at the pub. That's all I want it to be. Just that's to, exactly just to... the vibe I was going for with with the Rowan. It's just two mates sitting in the land room talking about what they're seeing going on and whether you agree or don't agree. And um, when when Rowan and I don't agree on the same point of view on a particular thing, that's when it just gets fun. Well, who wants you know a boring. You know, like that's what it's about. And if you listen to a show with two people, you don't. We want do to agree on a lot of things because we have similar minds in the way that we see perceive the sport in its general. But huh? <laughs> when we go on the opposite side, yeah, well, nobody wins because no one's going to change anyone's mind, but no one's trying to. Yeah, no, fair enough. So if you're at a race day and you see a, what do you have? Five foot, five foot one, five foot two. See this little bloke with a little bit to go and say hello to him. Sorry, you literally just dropped out then whatever you did. Say that again. So you see a little five foot one guy. A little five foot one guy wearing a little wicker cowboy hat. Um and if you Mate, can't if you steal my cowboy hat, that's my cowboy hat. Go get your own. I'm cowboy saying hat. if you're out there and you, you see him at a race day, go and say hello. He's um he's not a bad fella. And he's bigger than five foot one. I'm just being facetious. 
<laughs> oh, you're talking about me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Just for context, he's got this wicker cowboy hat. Um, usually in the pits, or he's around somewhere, probably with a cold beer in his hand, enjoying himself. So, if you had a race yeah. day, go say hello. Introduce yeah, it'll yourself. say it says uh, "Game Life" across the front. That's my sponsor. I uh, clip the old badge off and stitch this one on for um for Jace. So. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Come up and say hello. I'm always up for a chat. That's the whole point. I love talking to other people's react uh, to get their reactions and their perspective on how they see what's happening. And I tell you right now, dude, when we have our potty and we talk about um, what's happening, current affairs and whatever, I, I don't get any neg feedback coming back because everyone's on the same page. Everybody's everybody's similar. Like they're they're really generally all the fans want is very similar. Forget about the individuals where I want my team or my guy to beat your guy. They want the sport to be uh, administered and managed um, in a better manner than it currently is. Yeah, fair enough. So if I were to ask you, anyone in the car racing industry, it could be a, a, an owner, a driver, a commentator, who's someone that you really want to work with this year? Maybe get on and have a chat with them. Oh, well, is I it a Brady a... Kostecki? Is it a Will Brown? Who who do you reckon? Or or is it a Murph? Maybe you could uh, talk to one of your favourites of all time. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I get it. I get it. But I'm I'm being realistic here because all those people are in the media. This is what they do. They don't come down to just talk to little backyarders. Um, if I got, if, but if I got the pick, if I I'll got say, to shoot pick, your shit, mate, put it out in the universe right now. Yeah. If I, if I got to pick who, who I'd like to come on and it doesn't have to be just one. Um, that there's one guy that I actually, has already agreed to come on. That's Aaron Noonan from V8 Sleuth. I just have to contact him again to get in contact, to make that date. And he's a, he's flat out, but like he's, he's a fascinating story and he's a very, um, I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, as a journalist, um, teams on the, on the team side of things, but I'll take anyone hundred percent, any single team, I'll take any team principal, but that's what the sports journos do themselves. Those stories are already out there. I'm, I'm much more keen talking to the young guys, which I do already I talk to the young guys and girls that are coming up, trying to make a name for themselves, um, and follow their careers as they're struggling to find money. Cause that's. The sport is a pay-to-play uh, industry. Talent is secondary to budget, unfortunately. See, I didn't. I was unaware of that. Can you just explain that? That drivers don't. It's not all like paid from the racing team itself. A lot of these. No, they don't get paid, dude. So can, you oh, well, they... can you explain the process as to what it takes to be a first-year V8 supercar and some of the sacrifices people have to make? All right, it's very. Um, it's. It's very different. There's no one set way to get there, unfortunately, because it'd be simpler if it was. But I'll start from I'll start from the junior categories a little bit. As you are paying anywhere from thirty thousand dollars a year in Formula V's at, at sixteen years old, or you can actually get in there. I think at fourteen or fifteen. I think is the minimum age there, just out of go karts. Um, as you start progressing up, if you wanted to race in um, TCRs, which is the touring car racing global category of front wheel drive turbo two liters. So there's your Honda Civics, your Hyundai i30s, your Audi RS3s, all those 
hot hatches that are out on the road that you can go and buy. Lincoln Co's, your Coopers, um, yeah, the Peugeots, the Renaults, like all those little four-cylinder turbos that are on the road. That's $350,000 a year. You want to go to Trans Am, which is a big stonking V8, um, LS3 motor, you're paying, again, $350,000 a year to get into an LS3. If you want to get into a Super 2, which is the development class below supercars, you're paying $600,000 a year. These kids are 18, 19, 20 years old, and they're being asked to pay $600,000 a year, plus damage, in case you've been it. you got to pay for fixing it. Um which is very expensive very quickly. When you get into super when you get into that, supercars, sorry. Is that why some people have resorted to OnlyFans? That's a different situation. But no, <laughs> not not true. Not true. No, no Renee Renee's situation was um she was she was a paid driver back in the day um uh, with the Harvey Norman car. Um she was a paid driver. And again, the personal relationship with supercars broke down because they wanted her to do and say things. Uh, that she didn't want to do or say, but she was pressured into it by the administration because they needed to use her as a banner-waving exercise, a flagship, because we've got a girl in supercars. Um, we had we had Simona Sil De Silvestro, who came from uh, Canada and was already racing Indy Light and had been racing open wheelers. So she was already established and she came over. And Renee was, came up from this side of, um, the spec, like up through the ranks and uh, was a, was an Australian driver. The OnlyFans thing for her kicked in only after she found she had no job. <laughs> she didn't have any money. So um, while she was just doing her Instagram thing, some bloke said, why are you just giving that away for free? We'll pay for that, like the, your bikini shots and stuff. She said, what do you mean? She said, well, on OnlyFans, we'll pay 20 bucks to see that, 20 bucks a month to see your bikini shots. So she checked it out and went, holy shit, these girls are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then it moved into more the adult side of things where you make more money, get more fans and more subscribers. And now she's self-funded and she's back racing and she pays her own way. Um, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And and uh, she's not, there's nothing smutty, dirty or um uh, prudish about it unless you're an old middle-aged white man in charge of a category who says we can't be associated with that because we're going to offend like the delicate sensibilities of everybody else while they go home and turn the computers on in a dark room when their wives aren't looking uh, I see that's actually going back to the start that's one fucking gripe I seem to have of the world right now okay cancel culture all that shit aside Okay, if you have a streaming platform that removes episodes because people are offended by it, here's one. Help your fucking self and don't watch it. It's simple. Oh, yeah, I 100% so agree. For example, Disney Plus has taken a few episodes off shows like Scrubs. Um, I think How Met Your Mother has taken a few off because of some controversial reasoning. Fair enough. Some people might genuinely be offended. But for the most part. Yeah, but okay. But that's most okay. Of, most if of some people aren't. get offended, you're yeah. offended. That's okay. okay. You are Steve not the rest Hughes of us. Did the best monologue ever as a comedian about being offended. You say Husey. Husey. He Husey. did the No, no, His not one. Dave Hughes. Not Dave Hughes. Ah, sorry. I thought um, you were talking about the, Husey. No, no, no. The Steve Stephen Hughes, um, long haired Aussie comedian like, working over in Britain now. Um yeah. But yeah. you should check it out. Google it. You you will 
put that as your pinned post about what happens when somebody gets offended. Fair enough. Guess what? But, yeah, nothing. Like, the, yeah, so like you, people just need to help themselves a bit. Be a fucking grown up about shit. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. Well, don't. they we understand that there are social norms that have moved on from the day, like the Paul Hogan show, the Benny Hill show, the Kenny Everett video cassette. All those shows that were back in the 70s and 80s, that level of humour, that type of humour would not be acceptable today. Oh, shit, yeah. But because it was humorous in its context at the day, you can't then come back 30, 40 years down the road and go, well, we're going to look at it through this lens and then now all of you people are cancelled. Yeah, nah. It's, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you were applying a new set of values to a different set of values. Does yeah. that mean that they were right in that day? No, not necessarily in our eyes. But were they wrong in that day in their eyes? No, they weren't. Did everybody just laugh? Yeah, they did. Did they take themselves too seriously? No, they didn't. No. As What's a society. Like, I even went back and my young, one of my young nephews was over and I wanted to show him like an old classic cartoon. And so I showed him Peter Pan. And the, the, the way they depicted Native Americans as these flak-jawed red Indians that were dumb as dog shit and slight like, wow. And you think, wow, that did not age well. But Well, I you still... look at Disney. You look at Disney and yeah. Looney Tunes. You look at Looney Tunes. You want to look at grotesque violence. <laughs> the entire yeah. pred- My entire childhood was based on watching animals kill animals and some dude with a gun walking around trying to kill a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, get that pesky wafty rabbit. <laughs> but like, if you like, this is just personal opinion. How PC Disney seems to be, like having a black Ariel, whatever. That's cool. If that suits you, Disney, great. But they were already pretty eclectic with the races. Like, you think of Pocahontas. You think of like, like Lion King. Like, fuck, there's animals in there. There's Malt like, and Aladdin. Like you, and then there's movies that have white people as well like there's a wide range so disney was already doing pretty good on the front of representing a lot of different cultures and races in my opinion but hey i'm just old-fashioned and i'm just a bit of a fucking i don't buy into it too much mate everybody else is screaming around me and i just look at it all and go yeah would i I touch that yeah would i not touch that no like it's it's like I'm not offended on behalf of anybody else, which seems to be a net and a new challenge to yeah. um outwoke the woke brigade. Yeah, I, yeah woke uh, woke culture. I had to Google that the other week. It's like okay, okay, fair enough. I could educate myself here a bit. Look, I can <laughs> understand that there has to be a level of self awareness as a society now, and we have changed in our uh uh socially accepted practices. No problem with that whatsoever. Hundred percent. We can't do the same things as we did growing up, where you know the nineteen fifties uh, family nuclear model was uh, the norm. Um, yeah. yeah. Everybody's got an even say, and I'm good with all that. Hundred percent. It should be just easy. But when, but when the um minority are offended, and then the majority have to keep bending to the minority then the more damage is being done to the majority, unless it's heinous. I'm not talking about heinous. I'm just talking about people offended on behalf of other people that have no direct association with. So So are you referencing Jared Haynes' heinous heinous crime? (laughs) Sorry, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I wasn't referencing anything to do with Jared Haynes. He can just live. He did his own. 
you do the time after you do the crime. So yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, we could go down that threshold that you know for a long time, but nah, um, not interested in not it. See, I'm not buying into that. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. It's it's it's, and I'm not going to be banner waving out the front either way. Yeah, so. fair enough. I was going to say let's take the high road, move on. I just had another yeah. picture with Mitchie. It's been a long week. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it's because it's like Monday. <laughs> yeah. oh, I do seven seven, so I I do my work my work weeks Thursday to Wednesday, so just about ready to go back for another seven days on, thankfully. So, um, yeah, and if anyone's interested in a bit of it, talk about a shameless plug. If anyone's interested in checking out my show, it streams pretty much everywhere. Just go to lifesimagepodcast dot com. Streaming links there, links to the socials. It's pretty easy. Come say good day, have a listen. Whatever. What do you want? Like Spotify and Google uh, okay, and so Apple? Spotify, Google, Amazon, um, iTunes, um, everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I use SoundCloud. I should have probably used uh, what's the streaming platform you use to kick things off? Anchor. Anchor. I probably should have used Anchor because I'd have An- manual. I'd have manually um, put up my my code to all the individual streamers. It took ages. Yeah, um, Anchor. Just got per well, it got absorbed into Spotify, so yeah. now it's Spotify for podcasters, and yeah, it's this. So you've got the guaranteed immediate on Spotify, and then you know, within once their bots pick up the RSS, then it you know jumps onto all the other multiple platforms as well, all at once. Like you just have to set challenge. it up one time, you just got to put your RSS in there one time, and then their bots will pick it up and then dump it directly automatically onto their platform. Sounds like a tomorrow problem. At the moment, yeah, it's stream even on like iHeart and but yeah, the big three are SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple. It's where the main people like main listens come from. So Yeah, anyways, good. I've got to shoot off. I'm getting hungry. But um thanks for the chat. With the yeah, hat. thanks, buddy. No, it's good to catch up. I'll be seeing you in a few weeks, yeah? Yeah, well um Smokey's actually coming up to stay one night, I think. So Is he? Um, I think so. And I'm free like as you said, there's two different weekends of racing here at Bathurst. I'll come to the one I'm not rostered on for, which I think is the Enduro weekend. We'll, we'll touch base off off channel here. We'll, I, we won't discuss this in the <laughs> on, on everybody's potty, but yeah, I'll give you a buzz because uh, we've got plenty of time between the two. Because you know, this week re- this weekend race is finished on Sunday. The next one doesn't start till Friday, so there's a whole week in the middle where there's not too much going on. Happy happy days anyway. Thanks for the chat. And if you're out there on either of the fan bases, thanks for listening. Um, And, yeah, as always, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. All All right. So, everybody else, that's Life's a Mitch. Podcast at the end. Podcast. There's actually another platform of Life's a Mitch. If you type in podcast at the end, you'll see a little icon with my head on it with like storytelling at its finest. Oh, Um, so it has to be Life's a Mitch podcast. Yeah, there's actually another... There's another show out there called Life's a Mitch, and I'm like, yeah, all right, don't like... don't do that one. Don't do that one by accident. Um, Life's a Mitch podcast and chat with the hat. Uh, find us all on basically Spotify is the easiest way to find me, and, Same. and um, all the other platforms to do it. But yeah, hundred percent. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Thanks, thanks mate. for the chat. No worries. Thanks for the uh, the lulls. I'll, um, we'll, I'll talk uh, to you soon. We'll have some more in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Peace out. Peace.